Bless you, everyone. It's so such an honor to be here with you all on this fabulous Sunday morning. And we are continuing to pray for Bishop Malcolm and his entire family as they prepare uh, to celebrate the life of Mother Ivy Malcolm. Such a challenging season to go through when we lose a loved one. But we know that God can give strength. We know God can give healing. We know God can give power. We know that God is able to do above all that he can think or ask or even imagine. Won't you just celebrate our bishop as he comes into the room right now? Celebrate him. We honor him. We thank God for his leadership. We thank God for his leadership. We thank God for his courage. We thank God for his example that he's shown to us. We thank God that he is here right now. <laughs> and we are moving into the book of Ruth, chapter one. And over the last couple of weeks, we have just come out of 21, last week, Sunday, just finished 21 days of prayer and 21 days of fasting. And I believe that that season of fasting is a really good opportunity for us to set the tone for how we want the rest of the year to be. Uh, during the pandemic, the women's ministry uh, got together and as we were scurrying around trying to think what our response would be to the global pandemic, we came up with a series and we called it the Navigating Life series. It started out as a 12-week program and actually ran for 52, 52 weeks. Because what we realized was that we were all navigating life. We were all navigating different seasons and learning how to turn our pain into purpose. We were all navigating different seasons and learning to turn our trauma into a testimony. And what happened as we were uh, 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 running the series, we came through a fantastic opportunity to capture those stories that we were hearing on a weekly basis from different women who were uh, joining the platform. Women from across the world. I mean, I remember one Saturday morning logging on and there was somebody there from Australia. There was somebody there from, name a continent, they were there. And what was happening was that we were capturing these stories and there seemed to be a theme in the stories and then it kind of led into a collection of anthologies. And over the series, we, we released three anthologies that made it to Amazon number one bestseller. But, but more, than, more than the Amazon number one bestseller, it was the capturing of the stories. We had people like Rona and Siobhan and Simone, and I'm scouring the room to see if there's anyone that I've missed, but there were about 37 women who contributed to these stories. And what was happening in the stories that they were sharing was that they were sharing with us how they activated their faith. Through a challenging season of life, they were sharing how they were able to activate 
that thing that was within them. We wrote about health and grief and loss and how through seasons of famine they were able to reach out to God and activate that thing that was within them. We wrote stories about mindsets and identity and relationships and how they were able to reach out to that thing that was inside of them and activate their faith. We wrote stories about motherhood and change and emotional roller coasters. Has anyone ever been through an emotional roller coaster? Have you ever woken up in the morning and felt like you were okay and then you looked at your phone and <laughs> wished that you didn't? Or you're trying your best to keep it together, but that weight of life is just pressing you down and you are doing all that you can to keep your head focused and keep your mind set and to make sure that you be what God has called you to be, but you're just navigating through this season and you're asking God for the strength that you need and you're asking God for the courage that you need, but I've learned in that season that I have to activate something. I have to activate my faith. Activate is a doing word. So it's one thing to pray about it. Now I have to do something about it. It's a little bit like this week. I, um, I spent the month of January just organizing myself. I came back from um, Jamaica and came back and head on into a season of prayer and fasting. And last week I decided to go back to the gym. Thank you, Matt. I decided to go back to the gym. And as I swiped my card, it said frozen. <laughs> my account was frozen. I went to speak to the receptionist and she said to me, you know, you've, uh, uh, we've been away and Patrick had frozen our cards. And she said to me, don't worry, I'm going to activate your card. No problem. I can go back. I can, I can go through. She opened the barriers for me to go through. That was fine. Then I decided I really enjoyed my workout. Let me go back the next day. Let me go back on Wednesday. I went back on Wednesday, tried to activate my card. It was still frozen. She told me, the receptionist told me she was going to activate my card, but she didn't do it. It's almost like when we pray and say, God, this is what I'm going to do on Monday. This is what I'm going to do on Tuesday. This is what I'm going to do on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we still haven't activated. We still haven't moved. We still haven't done the thing that we said that we were going to do. Activation is a doing word. So it's one thing to pray about it, but now we have to do something about it. And I found that my blessing comes in the movement. The blessing comes when after I've got up off of my knees, that I actually get up and do something about it. That's why my prayer is always about God, give me the courage. God, give me the wisdom. God, give me the strength. God, give me the creativity. God, give me the innovation. God, give me that which I need in order to activate the blessing. We ask God for these things, 
And then he asks us, when I enlarge your territory, when I give you the thing that you've been praying for, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to dominate? How are you going to enlarge? Who are you going to impact? Where will that increase lead to? Where will that influence lead to? I'm asking God for blessings for 2023 because I don't want 2023 to look like 2022. And in the request, I realize that there is a requirement of me. I've asked God for a list of things, but I also recognize that God is asking me for a list of things. I also recognize that in order for me to walk in the purposes and the, 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 the promises of God, that I have to reposition my mind. I have to think differently. I have to tap into a different level of consciousness, a different level of God consciousness in order to fulfill his plan for my life. So as we speak about Ruth and Naomi in uh, uh, Ruth chapter 1, and just for context, I'm in Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. And just for context, Naomi and her family, her husband and her two sons, have left Bethlehem to go to Moab because there's a famine there. There's no food. Have you ever been in a place where there's scarcity, there's lack, lack of hope, <laughs> lack of money, <laughs> lack of love, lack of friendships, lack of feeling of belonging? I don't know what exactly or how long rather that famine was, but they left that place. They left Bethlehem and went to Moab. And in the first chapter of Ruth, in the first chapter of Ruth, we, we kind of see a lot of tragedy. Ruth lost her husband, she lost her sons, and in that conversation, she's now decided, sorry, not Ruth, Naomi lost her husband, she lost both of her sons, and in that conversation with her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpha, she's decided that she's going to go back to Bethlehem because she's heard that the Lord has blessed his people and she wants to go back. She has to reactivate that thing that's within her. So in Ruth chapter 1, verse 16, Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws are in a conversation and Naomi is instructing them to go back. Go back to your mother's place. Go back to the land of your family. And I'm reading from the NIV, the new... International version, Ruth, Ruth chapter 1. And she says, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. And when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. 
Verse 19, so the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred. Because of them, the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? This week, whilst I was in prayer and preparation for um, speaking to you today, the one word that the Lord just kept on leaving with me that just wouldn't leave with me was tell them to activate. Tell them to activate. Just turn to the person beside you and just nudge them a while and just say, activate. Turn to the person on the other side. Tell them to activate. Activate, 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 activate. Activate is, gives you the opportunity to start again. When you're activating, you're turning on something, you're beginning, you're instructing, you're getting ready for God to move. In the same way that the receptionist had to activate my gym membership card, she couldn't just say it. She had to do something about it. She had to do something. And, and there, was, there, there was me <laughs> waiting, <clears throat> waiting patiently for her to activate my opportunity activate my next season of fitness, activate something for me. But in order for you to activate, you've got to turn up the dial of your faith. You've got to have the faith to believe that whatever it is you are praying for, whatever it is that you are asking for, whatever it is that you are positioning yourself for, there is a requirement from you. You have to have the faith to believe this. You also have to have the courage to take action. You have to have the courage to take action. What is required of me? It's one thing to pray about it. It's one thing to say, I want to start a business. It's one thing to say, I want that job promotion. It's one thing to say, I want a better relationship. It's one thing to say, I want to be a better person. But what action are you going to take in order to get there? What action are you going to take? What is God pulling out of you in order to get to that place called there? Because what I realized is what got me here won't get me there. And there's a different mode of thinking. There's a different way of living. There's a different thought process. There's a different level of faith. There's a different level of courage. There's a different level of boldness. Boldness to become what God is calling me to be for this next season of life. I have to learn to live differently. I have to learn to live according to the prayers that I'm praying. I have to be able to prepare not only physically, but prepare mentally for what I'm praying for. Not only prepare mentally, but prepare emotionally for what I'm praying for. Because the requirement's different. And every time God pulls me into a different place, I realize that the thing that is required of me is different to when I was there. My thoughts have to become different. My prayers are different. My associates and mentors are different. The conversations that I'm having are different. The way how I spend my time, it's different not spend my time. The way how I invest my time is different. Because I realize that if I'm praying for God to activate something in me, 
then something has to change. Something has to be different. I realized that after that 21 days of prayer, that God was opening massive doors for me. And the truth is, I was afraid. The truth is, I saw this big, massive opportunity, and I stood there like, oh my gosh. If I walk through this door, what potentially could happen? What will be required of me? So to manage the fear, you know, lots of people talk about fear as false evidence appearing real. I like to talk about fear as face everything and rise. So in the face of face everything and rise, you know that you've got to have a couple of people who can give you wisdom. You've got to have some people in your corner, in your circle, who can give you advice. You've got to have people in your space who, when you feel the legitimacy of fear, they can talk you through and give you wisdom. They can talk you through and give you advice. They can talk you through and give you the steps that you need to, 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 to enact in order to not miss out on your blessing. Because every season has a different set of instructions. You know, when you're looking for a job, it's a different set of instructions to when you actually get the job. Yeah? When you are looking for a house, it's a different set of instructions to when you actually move in the house. When you're looking for a spouse, it's a different thing being, it's a different thing dating to being married. Every one of those seasons of your life requires something different from you. They require you to have a different focus. Most people that in, in my particular space, they're leaders and they are results orientated. They want to see the thing that's measurable. They want to see the thing that's visible. We usually want the end goal of what will be affirmed. But it's also important to trust the process. Trust the process. And part of that process requires a character check. Part of that process requires you to step into what God is calling you to be. And here's the thing that, that kind of stands out every time we talk about the end result. Here's the thing that we talk about that when, when, when we talk about this is the thing that I'm going to get at the end of the job search. This is what I'm going to get at the end of the house search. This is the thing that I'm going to get when I've finally convinced him to spend the rest of his life with me. <laughs> Who asks about your character on Monday morning? Who asks about your integrity on Monday morning? Because those are the intangible things that we cannot see. Those are the intangible things that say I'm practicing my faith. I'm walking out my courage. I'm activating my faith to believe. I'm activating my courage to take action. I'm activating the boldness to become. Those things aren't tangible. But those are the things that empower you to do what God has called you to do. You can't hold faith. It's not something that you can say, put, I'm going to put my faith in your hands. 
You can't hold courage. You can't hold boldness. But you can embrace it. You can embody it. The way how you walk, the way how you talk, the way how you position yourself, the way how you think, the way how you respond. Have you ever found yourself in a situation and you've wanted some words to come out your mouth and you know those words are not appropriate? First of all, they don't represent Christ. And secondly, it doesn't represent your destiny. And what activation does is causes you to remember who I am. What activation does is causes you to remember that though this thing is bigger than me, God is in me. Though this thing is wider than me and I'm petrified right now, I'm activating my faith that I can walk. I'm activating my faith so that I can walk into my destiny, that I can walk into the next season of purpose, that I can walk into extraordinary. Because I learned in 2022, you can't have extraordinary impact whilst being committed to average. You cannot have extraordinary impact whilst being committed to average. So I had to change some stuff. I had to change the thought process of my mind. I had to change the way how I invested my time. I had to change some stuff in order to get closer to where God is calling me to be. And my encouragement to you today, family, is that you would think about what do I need to activate in me in order to get closer to the goals I wrote down on the 31st of December 2022? What do I need to do? What needs to shift? What needs to be activated in me in order, to me, in order for me to not be afraid anymore? What needs to be activated in me in order to ensure that my mindset, the stuff that I, the thought processes that I left last year, don't hinder me from making the progress that I need to make this year? The challenges that I left last year don't hinder me from this pro, the progress steps that I need to make this year. The scarcity mindset that I left last year won't hinder me from making the steps of progress that I need to make this year. It requires you to think differently. It requires you to act differently. It requires you to step out of that comfortable place. You've heard people tell you time and time again that nothing grows in the comfort zone. Now it's time to take that that active step and step out of the comfort zone. So here's what I want you to do. Just stand for me. And I want you symbolically just to take a step. Just take a step. It's a demonstration of you stepping out of the comfort zone. Take another step. It's a demonstration of you symbolically stepping out from that place that keeps you comfortable. It's a demonstration of you symbolically saying no more. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to stay in that place because God has got something greater for you. God has got something more for you. But in order for you to reach the more, in order for you to take what God has, has prepared for you, you've got to take that step. Please do take your seat. You've got to take that step. 
Step out of low-level thinking. 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 Step into increasing my capacity for more. Step into the boldness to become. Step into embracing courage. Step into activating my faith. I've learned that in the places where I work, and I work in many different uh, uh, physical locations for many different organizations, it's in that moment, sometimes in those conversations, where I can feel the Holy Spirit talking to me. And I have to determine, or how do I, how do I, how do I channel what I hear the Holy Spirit saying to me in this context? How do I channel or how do I activate what the Holy Spirit is saying to me about the solutions that I'm bringing to the table that has the propensity or the capacity to help nations? I believe that inside of every single one of you is a solution. And your responsibility on Sunday, the 5th of February, is to activate that solution. Some of you are a solution in your workplaces. I know that you don't like your supervisor. I know that your boss has got on your last nerve. But you just might be a solution to that organization. I don't know how many of you are praying for your bosses right now. Good prayers. <laughs> Good prayers. Good prayers. I don't know how many of you are praying for your supervisors right now, for your work colleagues, because you just might be the solution to their circumstance. You just might be the solution to the problem that your organization, your business, it might not be your business, but you work there. You might be the solution to that problem. You might just be the solution to that problem in your household. Wives. Husbands, you might be the solution. If you're able to move past your own anxiety or your own feelings and just li listen a little more. Listen to what's not being said. And see how you can bring a solution-focused approach to this circumstance. I want to get back to I want to get back to Ruth and as I was as I was going through her story and just kind of observing every step of the way Ruth was moving every step of the way she followed the instructions from Naomi her mother-in-law every step of the way she was in motion and God was able to bless her so here's four quick things that I want to give you before my time is up around four things that I want you to think about how you can potentially activate your goals, activate the thoughts, the concepts, the ideas that God has given to you that you're wondering. We are now in the second month of a brand new year and I still haven't moved yet. I still haven't done the thing that I said I needed to do. I'm not sure who I need to speak to. I'm not sure what direction I need to go. But I want to give you four quick uh, uh, points for you to enact because this is about activation. Point number one is planning. 
You've made your plans and you've thought to yourself, this is good. Have you ever looked at your plans and said, this is good? This is amazing. Have you ever? My daughter, whenever she does anything that she thinks is good, she does this. She's patting her own self on her back. She's not waiting for the celebration. But have you ever looked at your plans and said, this is good? There are some seasons of life that require meticulous planning. And in that planning season, you are envisioning, you are brainstorming, you are having a thought shower, you're thinking about connecting all the dots that God has given you and thinking about your desires and your needs and who do I need to speak to and how do I enact this and what steps do I need to take in order to bring this to a reality? You are in the planning stage. Sometimes that planning stage could be also referred to as your winter season. In the winter season, when it looks like famine, when it looks like I have nothing, when it looks like scarcity, when it looks like deprivation, when it looks like loneliness, when it looks like I'm out here all by myself, what do I need to be doing? Who do I need to be talking to? The season or the thing that you want to be doing is planning. Thinking outside of your circumstance, thinking outside of the borders of your imagination, thinking outside of the physical or the geographical location where you might be standing. Start planning. In your planning, your prayer is God give me the faith to believe. The second thing I want you to think about is in your planting season. Planting requires you to activate, right? Earlier on, I asked you to stand and to step out. Planting requires you to activate. It requires you to sow the seeds of your ideas. It requires you to do something. It requires you to attend meetings. It requires you to send that email. It requires you to make that phone call. It requires you to make connections because you are planting. That's what Ruth was doing as she was with, as she was taking instructions from her mother-in-law. She was, she started out by preparing. She left the land of Moab and went back to Bethlehem in preparation mode. Sometimes you're in preparation mode and you don't know, really you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you're still moving anyway. We're walking in faith because we are believing that God is able to do above all that we can think or ask or even imagine him to do. Then Ruth went to planting. She got out of herself. She got out of her comfort zone. She went to the fields to reap. She got out of her comfort zone. The, th the third thing I want you to think about is working. What does work look like? After you've made your plans, after you've made your plans, and after you've planted the ideas and you've connected up the dots, you've done what you think that you need to do, now you have to work. But what does work actually look like? What needs to change about the way how you turn up for work at 10 past 9 on Mondays? What needs to change about the way how you present yourself or about the way how you show up? Because this is the reflection of God in me. And I decided a long time ago that my work is part of my worship. 
The way how I show up to work, the way how I show up to meetings, the way how I connect with people is God in me. And that's part of my worship. It's part of the way how I demonstrate that God is in me. That's why I'm always praying for creativity and innovation and ideas to bring solutions to problems. Because it's just one of the ways how I choose to show up. So I want you to think about how are you choosing to show up? You've written down your plans. You've written down your goals. And now it's your season to activate. How are you going to do that? Are you going to adopt the same mindset as yesteryear? Are you going to adopt the same mindset as last year and, and, and have the same results that you had for 2023, that you had in 2022, that you weren't really happy with? How are you showing up? I learned that in order to show up differently, I had to think differently. I had to position myself differently. I had to ask different questions. I had to get around different people. And one of the things or one of the beauties that I love about Naomi and Ruth's relationship was that it demonstrated the intergenerational nature of how the older women can advise, mentor, guide, steer the younger generation. And there are some times in my circumstance as I am in activation mode that I am speaking to different people because sometimes I can't see what's not working. You know, you, you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes you have to go to somebody else as Ruth took instruction from Naomi. Naomi shared wisdom with her and told her what to do in order that in the last season, the production season, that she could reap the rewards from her planting, that she could reap the rewards from her planning, that she could reap the rewards from her working. So my prayer for you today is that you will activate that thing that God has put inside of you. You will activate the plans, the dreams, the visions, the ideas, the concepts that you have written down and you're looking at it and you're wondering, God, what next? What do I need to do now? Who do I need to speak to now? What types of conversations do I need to have now? Part of this is about the way how you process your faith. My faith says to me, Claudine, step out of that comfortable place. My faith says to me, whatever I ask for, I have to learn to speak those things that are not as though they were. I have to be able to call into being the things that I have written down because I don't want my faith to be the kind of faith that is a Sunday faith, you know? You know that Sunday faith where you put on Jesus on Sunday and then by Monday you've forgotten who he is? I need my faith to go with me. I need my faith to carry me. I need my faith that when I step into rooms where I know that my name has been called but my feet haven't gone in there yet, I need for my faith to cause me to believe that I am able to do above all that I can think, ask, or even imagine, and God is able to do that through me. I need to be able to activate the courage to take action. As you're looking at your list, as you're looking at all the things that you've written down that you want to achieve for 2023, 
I want you to write this down on your notes. I need the courage to take action. I need the courage to take action. So that instead of being afraid, false evidence appearing real, you're going to look at this thing and say, I'm going to face everything and rise. I'm going to face everything and rise. I'm going to face everything and rise because God has given me the boldness to become. God has given me that which I need to walk in authority. To trample on the head of the enemy and to be what he has called me to be. I pray that this week that you will walk in activation mode, that you will walk in the authority that God has given you so that you can dominate your area of influence. I pray this week that even as you're looking at your, your goals, as you're looking at the thing that you're asking God to empower you to do, that you will also recognize there is a requirement of me. And I'm putting it in the hands of Jesus. So right now as I close, I just want you to stand to your feet. And I want you to just begin to clap your hands and thank God in advance for everything that He is about to do for you. Thank God for the blessing that He is about to make you in your workplaces, in your homes, in your families, in your finances. The thing that you need God to do, whatever you pray for, whatever you ask for, nothing will be denied. The strength, the courage and the determination that you need, you are about to activate that right now. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm so glad Bishop is here. <laughs> uh, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that, um, you know, Bishop may come into service, but he absolutely has liberty to do what he needs to do. Um, Bishop, would you like to say something? Please clap your hands as Bishop comes. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Let's give Jesus a great big victory clap offering today. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated for just a, a little while. Um, you're standing, and, and I know that um, it, it's harder to stand than, than to sit. You might as well sit down. Because, um, I want to give thanks to my Lord, my Savior, my God, my Maker, my King, my Sovereign my hope, my redeemer, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is good all the time. I want to thank Claudine Reed for being on time and in season, on time and in season. Ruth speaks to me in very profound ways. That is not me confessing a psychotic episode or two. When I say Ruth speaks to me, 
What I mean is her story speaks to me about the dual nature of faith. Because faith gets you two things. But it also gets you through things. And I guess within the charismatic, Pentecostal, Holy Spirit, signs and wonders community, we've emphasized the faith that gets us two things. Almost to the place that people feel inadequate and undone if they haven't gotten the things they've been claiming and confessing and professing. Almost as though there's, there's a class system in the church where those who are righteous enough, holy enough, committed enough, consecrated enough, get everything they want, when they want it, how they want it. And the rest of us are second class citizens trying to build our faith, trying to build our, our righteousness to the place that we could one day be super saints. And of course, that's heresy. And it is particularly a modern Western heresy. Because the vast majority of Christians in the world today live in emerging countries under tyrannical leadership where Christianity is often outlawed and where you could suffer real consequences for even claiming to be a Christian. And they don't really get our take on faith. The truth is, that Ruth stuck with Naomi and why given that Naomi by every conceivable metric was cursed just think about it her husband dies then her sons die. Typically, what you're supposed to do is run away from that person because everything around you dies. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee. That's the King James Version of the beautiful rendition that Claudine gave. Entreat me not to leave thee. Where you go, I'll go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you live, I'll live. And where you die, I'll die. I'm not leaving you, Naomi. Why? It is because the faith to get things, as impressive as it is, is not more impressive than the faith it takes to get through things. 
And when you're realistic about the fact that everyone inevitably goes through things, then what you want is a role model who can show you that even when life throws its worst at you, you can keep your sanity, you can keep your joy, and you can keep your peace. And so what Ruth saw in Naomi is the very thing that she would need to navigate her own life. And how remarkable it is that when she followed Naomi, she was found, discovered, spotted, noticed, by Boaz. Boaz. Maybe if she hadn't followed Naomi, she would have been found, noted, discovered, and spotted by Brokaz. Or, or beat your ass. Huh? Or, or cheat on your ass. Huh? I mean, if, if you really, if you really want to meet Boaz. Then value, value the virtues, value the virtues that transcend the appearances and the trappings and the drapings of success. Say what I value about you is that even in your darkest times, you saw light in the face of God. Amen. You've been listening to a live sermon at ICANN Community Church. We hope that you feel inspired, informed, and empowered to take your life to the next level. We want to build a relationship with you whether you attend ICC or not. Of course, we would love for you to visit or even to join. And if that's not possible, we can still stay in touch. Go to our website at www.icancommunitychurch.com and subscribe to our mailing list for updates on special events which may be coming to an area near you. Until next time, this is Bishop Wayne Malcolm saying God bless you.